0: Mm. Is this translation based on the old edition of Bhagavad Gita? Because of the word Samadhi? No, because there seems to be a whole chunk at the beginning missing. It's shorter than the. You started up it, it, it is a revised edition, that's for sure. It's a recent, last two years, it's a revamped mm. I'm just saying that you, you you started reading the translation, and very soon mm. you mentioned Bhakti Rasamrita of Sindhu yeah. Shila Rupa Goswami, yeah. which only comes here. How? Uh-huh. Because it's right at the beginning. Oh. No, see the beginning at the purport? Yeah. <laughs> so it looks looks like there's a lot missing in the public. Uh, maybe you have to look.
1: Have to, to check it and
0: yeah. see. Don't want to miss any of Prabhupada's transcendental instructions, which are meant for the purification of the whole human society. <clears throat> when considering the verses of Bhagavad Gita. We always have to remember that Krishna was instructing this to Arjuna. But actually these instructions are eternal. They are meant for all persons in all times, circumstances, and places. Uh, as Lord Krishna mentions in Bhagavad Gita. Want to put it up here, then we get better recording? <coughs> Same. Same. As Lord Krishna mentions in Bhagavad-gita, he spoke this transcendental science to Vivasvan, the sun-god, many millions of years ago. So, the context may be different whenever Krishna speaks Bhagavad-gita, but the instructions are eternal. Now, um, here Krishna is speaking of the presence of the... Paramatma in everyone's heart. He's also standing right there in front of Arjuna, instructing him. For Arjuna, there was certainly no point in trying to meditate on Krishna within his heart. Because Krishna was standing directly in front of him. Arjuna was, of course, a with body of Krishna. Now, in the verse previous to this, Lord Krishna speaks about a devotee who sees Krishna everywhere. Yomam Pashati Sarvata Sarvam Chamahi Pashati Tasyaham Napranashani Satame Napranashati. Tasyaham Napranashani Satame Napanashati. For one who sees me everywhere and sees everything in me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to me. And in the next verse, the verse which we just read. Krishna speaks about the super-soul within the heart. But for Arjuna, again, there is no need to think of the super-soul within the heart because he always saw Krishna practically, directly in front of him. So this instruction about Dhyana Yoga or the yoga of meditation is to meditate on Krishna within the heart. It is described uh, as one of... This dhyana yoga, or yoga of meditation, is described as one of the several processes of yoga. Yoga and meditation have become very popular in the Western countries, but very few people really understand what is its purpose. Mostly, people think that yoga is good for health, and uh, They have very little idea of what actual meditation is. Meditation is also popular in the original culture of this country, I would imagine. This country, Taiwan. Vipassana. Do they call it that? Vipassana. Vipassana. That's a Buddhist term. No, all right. It's a a Sanskrit term used in Buddhism for meditation. Sing inside. He was saying it's like a sink inside. That's the Chinese term, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Nei guan Nei guan Nei is inside. Guan is like observing or watching. Seeing inside, yeah. Alright, so that... So, seeing inside, that's the Chinese term for meditation. No. No? For maybe for Vipassana. You know, Vipassana. Yeah. it? <coughs> so what's that uh, seeing inside? Mm-hmm. You know the term vipassana means seeing inside. So here in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna describes what's inside. How far can we see? There are various meditation techniques. Actually there are very, very many different techniques. In the western countries the Zen Buddhism is well-known. Zen, this term is actually derived from Dhyana. From Dhyana, dhyana meditation. Yeah. So it is a system of trying to awaken enlightenment, that suddenly one can become enlightened. And there are famous... Points of meditation are concepts that one can meditate upon. Famous point, the body points. Concepts, concepts, not body points. Concepts. You have to be very careful in translation. The word can mean different things. Yeah, various concepts. One of the most famous is to meditate on the sound of one hand clapping. (laughs) which is a paradox. paradox. It's a dilemma. How to? Paradox means like a dilemma. Dilemma. No, paradox is not saying... Pa- paradox means like a puzzle in this. Oh, this will... Because clapping by definition means bringing two hands together and making a sound. And it's not possible to clap with one hand. So it's something like talking about a square circle. Square circle. Yeah. Circle by definition doesn't is not square. <laughs> so to talk about a square circle is, um, in ordinary parlance, it could be called nonsense. So there are these various puzzling. Concepts to meditate upon. However, the system of meditation recommended herein by Krishna is not based upon absurdities, but upon a, a systematic uh, method of acquired spiritual knowledge. In other words, in other words, the uh, guru who is supposed to be self-realized soul explains to the disciple the nature of spiritual reality and then trains the disciple how to become in harmony with the spiritual reality with the understanding that all problems in this material world are caused by disharmony. We are each each person is an individual living soul and we have our natural spiritual harmonious relationship with the supreme soul who is known as Krishna, which means the all attractive supreme personality of Godhead. Now that supreme personality of Godhead is situated within everyone's heart. Not that it doesn't mean that everyone is Krishna but it means that everyone has an eternal, harmonious, loving relationship with Krishna. Krishna is eternally the master of everyone. And every individual soul is eternally the servant of their loving master, Krishna. And harmony or self-realization means to understand the presence, of Krishna in every living being. Uh, realization of the. Sorry, this. Of the Realization of uh, Krishna within the heart of every living being. And of every living being's eternal loving relationship with Krishna. Lack of understanding of this point means there must be disharmony. Instead of thinking that we are. Instead of realizing that we are servants of Krishna, If we think that I am the master of material nature then this is certainly going to cause disharmony. This disharmony is manifested uh, as all the problems in the material world. The repeated birth and death of the living soul is simply due to not accepting the reality of Krishna's overlordship. So, real self realization means to understand ourselves in relationship with Krishna. So, the guru is to teach this to the disciple, and then the disciple meditates upon Krishna within his heart and his eternal relationship with Krishna as eternal servant. And seeing Krishna within everyone's heart. He also sees Krishna in everyone's heart, which means that he can never mistreat anyone. This is described in the next verse. Sarva matah matah. He is a perfect yogi who, by comparison to his own self, sees the true equality of all beings in both their happiness and their distress, O Arjuna. So the Krishna consciousness of meditation is first of all to understand what we are supposed to be meditating on. At least to some extent we should try to understand Krishna. We cannot fully understand Krishna because Krishna is unlimited. But we can understand Krishna to the extent that he describes himself in Bhagavad Gita. Now, another important point is that Krishna is not simply a subject to be understood, nor is Krishna simply an object to be meditated upon, but Krishna is a person to be loved. Although He is in everyone's heart, still He has an eternal relationship with every soul. Considering this, This system of meditation is not considered the best system of approaching Krishna. Meditation is good if we wish to remain somewhat aloof and neutral. Aloof from neutral? Neutral. Neutral. Aloof and neutral from the subject of meditation. Sorry, because interruption. So you can speak complete again. Okay. <laughs> meditation is a process in which the meditator remains aloof uh, and neutral from the object of meditation. Actually, aloof from that, Aloof means not involved. Not involved means meditate that you can see within the mind's eye, you can visualize or or conceptualize, but you still remain somewhat removed from that object of meditation. There is no commitment. There is no relationship. There is no love. Or, if there is love, It is in the most vague manner. In fact, meditation, as it is most, as it is usually conceived of, means to enter into a uh, an undefined state of consciousness. Undefined. Yeah. The perfection of meditation is generally understood to mean to have. Consciousness which is merged into the totality of everything. This is very different to meditation on Krishna because Krishna is everything, but to understand Krishna fully means to understand how He is everything, how He is everything and simultaneously separate from everything. Ayatatamidam Sarvam Krishna says that everything is within me and I am within it. Still I am aloof from everything, nothing touches me. So this is this is a difficult to understand. In fact, it cannot be understood by material intelligence. It can only be understood by spiritual intelligence. And spiritual intelligence doesn't come by any material means. There are various uh, exercises one can perform to increase one's material intelligence. Just as one can perform exercises to increase material bodily strength. But even very great material intelligence cannot even begin to approach understanding of Krishna. Even such a great brain as Professor Einstein couldn't begin to understand Krishna. Even the brain power of Einstein multiplied by a thousand times is far insufficient to begin to understand Krishna. There's an entirely different process of meditation required. That uh, process to understand Krishna is to not remain aloof from him. Not aloof from him. To not remain aloof from him. One has to get very much involved with Krishna. And they say, well, how is that possible? Krishna is very great and we are very small. Krishna is supremely pure and we are contaminated. But." Now, if you remember Krishna is not just a principle, he is the supreme person, and he is the most kind and loving. So he reciprocates with devotees who appreciate him in love. And it is this development of love that places Krishna consciousness in a higher category than uh, any mundane process. So, Krishna consciousness is either any other process of self-realization. Because, Krishna consciousness introduces us to transcendental love. Now in the impersonal system of, libera- uh, of meditation, one becomes, first of all, detached from any kind of material loving relationship. She's telling. Mm -hmm. Personal loving relationships are rejected as illusion. And the meditator is encouraged to develop a sense of cosmic love. But cosmic Love is quite, the concept of Cosmic Love is quite impractical. Because Love means interaction with persons. Love means relationship. So if we say Cosmic Love without any specific relationship, it's rather vague. Love has to be expressed through action. That's when you find that uh, Those on the path of meditation are often advised to perform activities that demonstrate their love for others. Those who are on the path of meditation are advised to perform activities that demonstrate their love for others. Demonstrate, such as arranging to feed the poor, to feed the poor, and uh, acting with kindness towards others. However, the danger of this is that we again come down to the mundane platform. Simply by being nice to others, uh, simply being nice to others on the mundane platform is good, no doubt. It's certainly, uh, behaving with kindness towards others is certainly better than dealing with uh, harshness. However, unless we have actual knowledge of what is the higher platform of transcendental love, then simply being nice to others will be a mundane exchange. So actually to come to the spiritual position, it is necessary to understand Krishna. Krishna means he who is And they are transcendent to all material situations. Krishna means that person who we can reciprocate love with eternally. We develop loving relationships in this material world, but they always end in this time. There are many ways in which love is betrayed in this material world just yesterday or such, two days ago I finally worked it out This when we cross the international paint. It's very strange. Anyway, on Sunday in Los Angeles, one man was visiting the class and said, Well, how do you how do you love someone who you I, who's you discover that someone you thought you loved they been siphoning off your money secretly for the last so many years, then how can you love such a person? He said that worse That's than here. worse than that the money is missing is that someone who I considered I loved has was just making a show of loving me to cheat me for years and years. Well how can you love such a person? Makes us feel that if someone who's been cheated like that, they may feel that there is no such thing as love whatsoever. Well, actually, there is no love in this material world. Even if we have honest and faithful partners, uh, that relationship must be terminated by time, in the form of death. Which is why probably many people prefer prefer an impersonal kind of meditation. If there's no one, if there's no person to get involved with, then there's no person to disappoint you either. The pain of being disappointed, or the, or the pain of separation by death, is averted if one simply loves everyone in a vague manner. In a which manner? Vague, vague. Ba- ba- but that vagueness again means. There's lack of focus or actual love. So, Krishna consciousness is very practical. It means to love that person who will never disappoint us. That person who is inside and outside of everyone, yet transcendental to all. That person who is so great that millions of universes come out of his portholes. He's so great and I am so small, then how how can I have a relationship with him? But another uh, manifestation of his greatness is that despite being so great, he makes himself available to every jiva. Another symptom of his greatness Available how you how he do makes you... Himself available. I make himself available. Um this relationship with Krishna is very real, tangible. The devotees who start to give themselves to Krishna can start to perceive the presence of Krishna in their very lives. But this is affected by the process of bhakti yoga. This is a process of what can be called active meditation. Generally we think of meditation as sitting in one place very quietly and meditating on the oneness within, stillness within. Krishna conscious meditation means to be active in this world while meditating on Krishna's presence within it. And to understand that Krishna is present everywhere within this world. Uh, but he is also simultaneously in his own spiritual world. That describes his being. Present with in every universe and also in his own spiritual planet. So actually, although the meditation system is recommended in this chapter, as described in this chapter, uh, it is not as effective a process as the process of direct Krishna conscious meditation, especially mm-hmm. in the modern age. It's very difficult for people to meditate in such a manner that their minds are totally withdrawn from Anything uh, from all different kinds of sense, perceptions, and thoughts. Krishna conscious meditation is active meditation. That means working for Krishna in the world and remembering Krishna at all times. For instance, if one goes to distribute books for Krishna, that might not seem like meditation or yoga. But one goes out into a busy street where people are thinking, of money, 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 money and money. And to offer people books about Krishna. It would appear that the devotee is also thinking of money, how to sell this book. But actually the devotee is thinking how to serve Krishna. And this is the best kind of meditation. If one can see Krishna in the heart of a big city, that, that is superior process to running away from all of the cities to try to get peace. It is a process in which we have to pray to Krishna to get his mercy. So this brings the devotee into very intense meditation in Krishna. This intense prayer to Krishna, this is the essence of all meditation. So, this is the recommended process, particularly in this age. Nama, 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 Sriva, Nasriva, In this age of Kali, there is no other way, no other way, no other way for spiritual perfection but to chant the holy name. Chant the holy name. Chant the holy name. Of Lord Hari Krishna. I may wonder, well, what's this going to do with meditation? It's a big minds? Uh, but, as stated before, this serves fully the purpose of meditation. Uh, meditation is meant to get in touch with our innermost reality. So that's topmost inner reality, outer reality, complete reality in all respects is Krishna. Also. Yes. And chanting the names of Krishna brings us into immediate contact with Krishna. So please chant Hare Krishna. That will help everyone in every culture understand Krishna, which is the ultimate perfection of God. Just as Arjuna was standing before Krishna in a loving relationship with him, we can also enter into a loving relationship with Krishna by chanting the Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Rama. Hare Hare. Any question about this? You have a question. You don't believe what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do my best. <laughs> You're supposed to be preaching this. <laughs> no, no, I do have a question. I'm just not, not very believing what you said. So. It's all right, we know that you're fully convinced. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just making some questions for the elucidation of the subject matter. No, Mara, the, you said that the uh, you know, Krishna conscious person, you know, he sees this Krishna in every living being. Um, how one exactly you know, does one respect Krishna in the person who you have. The money. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I was supposed to explain that. Well, now, I'll tell how do you, you see Krishna in me? Of course, this is just one example. There are so many cases. There so many, yeah. Don't make it so easy to actually understand. How does a pig see the, the butcher, Krishna in the butcher? For instance, yeah, yeah, like that. Could you speak something like that? Well, I said to this person that... I, I'll tell you what I said to him. Seems that everyone understands by the laughter and the jokes. Not everyone. One, two, person, like that. So, um, how do we see Krishna in persons which are not so good standing behavior? Like, for instance, the example of Maharaj, uh, you know, that like the person who. who cheated. Yeah, who in person, No, no, no. How do we see Krishna in such people? Well, so, we shouldn't assume that Krishna is in everyone's heart. We shouldn't think. We should understand that Krishna is in everyone's heart. Think. But that persons of uh, wrong intelligence, they are completely forgetting and ignoring Krishna. And persons who act wrongly, um, it's not like Krishna is acting wrong, Because he gives us the choice to act properly or otherwise. Now what I said to this uh, man was that, well, from a philosophical point of view, we might think that, well, maybe I cheated him in a previous life. So now I'm getting back. Just like but I I him or her, it wasn't know. clear. One who is advanced in spiritual knowledge when he finds that someone's been cheating him like that, he may think that uh, Krishna is showing me the nature of material life. That Krishna is removing my attachment to wealth. And he's also removing my attachment to the concept of pure love within this material world. I gave the example of Śrīla Prabhupāda, who was cheated by his servants. Prabhupāda, in his queen was running a chemical factory, and at some point, when he was out traveling for getting sales, he got a telegram that his servants had cheated him, and now he had lost everything. So Prabhupāda called it for Śrīla Prabhupāda, that uh, Ya ziyah lana <laughs> grihanami mm. <What> harishri thaddanam shanay. How is that? Thaddanam thadhyantiyazya swajanav dukha dukha. That Krishna says, if I'm very kind to someone, sometimes I take away all their material possessions. And perceiving him as penniless, his relations abandonment. His relationship? Uh. So I said to this man that look, if this shock is, is the impetus for you to take up uh, Krishna conscious very seriously, if it's kind of half sentence, let's, let's rephrase it. This shock could be the impetus for you to take up Krishna consciousness very seriously. Understanding that there is no real material love, one should endeavor for the actual spiritual love, which means love of Krishna. And that I said to this man that if you actually do that and develop Krishna consciousness, then you may look back and think that this person who cheated you was in one way your greatest friend. Please, anybody, if you have any questions, don't be shy. (laughs) We are a question. Anything? Thinking about asking a question? <laughs> no. What is the base of our love for Krishna? What's the ground? How we start? The basis of our love for Krishna is the knowledge that He is our supreme eternal benefactor. And that we have no real relationship except in relationship with Him. Now, that doesn't mean that a devotee becomes a hermit, but rather he learns to love all living beings, seeing them as part and parcel of Krishna. This consciousness naturally develops as we chant on the Krishna more and more. It's very nice to know that there is Krishna, he's looking after us. This material world is very cruel. Humans are cruel to animals and to each other, and fate is very cruel. Fate. Fate fate. a destiny. Destiny. There must be a world. There must be a word, yeah. Me, me, me. They say karma. But like. Karma, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Yeah, understand. But karma, and destiny, there are different words in Sanskrit also for fate and uh, The two are almost the same, but, but daiva, or what is translated as fate, means that which is uh, the karmic reactions. If it, we say karma, it gives the idea of. Some kind of automatic reaction. But Daiva gives us our faith, means that there's no other wish. means that there's some system. It's, yeah, there's some system. It's not just blind. Faith actually means justice. We're getting wow. what we deserve. So please take shelter of Krishna. Krishna will never disappoint us. In fact, when we develop Krishna conscious more and more, we see the difficulties of the material world as Krishna's kindness. That Krishna is kindly sending his difficulty just to remind me that I have no shelter anymore. So we shouldn't think of Krishna as someone who arranges for our material comfort. But rather, Krishna is the most kind, loving, Supreme Person, who helps us to give up all our material attachments, so that we can become fully attached to Him in transcendental love. So the nature of this material world is that there are various distresses. They are very. But Krishna consciousness gives us the vision and strength not to be disturbed in the middle of these distresses. Yes, Minister Guru One who is situated in transcendental consciousness is not disturbed, even in the middle of, even in the midst of great causes of disturbance. Hare Krishna. So you're all regularly coming to this temple, is it? I would think so. <laughs> We're all feeling more and more happiness in Krishna consciousness. patipadam This is Krishna consciousness. Always more happy, tasting nectar at every step. <laughs> <laughs> What does he say? <laughs> I say what he loves. He say he love. he smiled because he got the neck.